Hello, welcome to episode 9 of the 5 Point Food Podcast. I'm Tim Hans, founder and senior editor of 5 With me is my co-host, 1995 world champion, 1996 Olympic silver medalist, Dennis Hall. Uh, Dennis, uh, we haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Just, uh, you know, enjoying some nice weather the past few days, but uh, now it's getting cold again. When you say it's getting cold again, do you mean it's getting cold again in the morning and at night, or is it starting to be like 55 degrees during the day? Uh, Yeah, it's heading that way. You know, right now I was outside, just sitting outside before. You know, got a nice little wind, and it's it's probably uh, high 50s, you know, and uh, I don't know. I hate cold. All right. Well, you know, plenty of nice communities in Florida, California, you know, Hawaii. No, I hear you there. I, I, that's where I'll be going in about, you know, eight to ten years. Somewhere warm. Somewhere warm. Okay. Well, uh, spe- <laughs> speaking of warmth, <laughs> our guest is 2017 Junior World Champion, among plenty of other titles, actually, this year, uh, Kamal Bay. Kamal, thanks for taking the time tonight. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? I heard uh, it's getting a little chilly out there. <laughs> Your way, Dennis. For sure. Yep. Well, Kamal, this yeah, week. Thanks for coming actually, on tonight. Kamal, this oh, yeah, week no is problem. in Boise, right? So he's in Boise uh, working with uh, Yvonne. Is, Boise's got to be cold, right? Boise's like a cool place, isn't it? Oh, no, it's nice out here. I've been loving the weather. We've been here for about three days so far, and uh, it's been uh, quite an experience uh, chilling here in Boise. It's a lot of good people. Uh, It's fun hanging out with Yvonne and his team. Very well-disciplined kid and stuff. All right, well, before we cut to what you're doing in the present, obviously there's plenty to talk about uh, from, you know, the last – I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks almost now at this point. So let's just jump into it right away, Kamal. Um, How has your perspective of the sport and your own career and the potential that goes along with that changed since winning gold in Finland just short of two months ago? Uh, My perspective of the sport uh, hasn't really, like, changed, but I say it's tweaked a little bit, though. From uh, winning gold, I I realized a lot of things. Uh, First thing I realized is we are just as good as those foreigners that we uh, compete against. Uh, I realized that I have what it takes. I realized that the Team USA has what it takes uh, to compete at that high of a level. Uh, Things that I felt I had to change personally uh, there at Finland were uh, was my breathing. the tempo and the pace of a match and uh high percentage moves like what is like my hundred percent if I get to this position I'm scoring and uh how to pace myself and get to those situations and how to circle and pump a lot of uh situations I was uncomfortable in. 
Well, the only match you had, I guess, that was that you would define as somewhat tight came against Sasanov from Azerbaijan. Um, once you prevailed there, you had what, in my mind, was probably, I mean, I think almost for sure, your second most exciting match of the day. That was in the semis versus Olofsson. Uh, winning is obviously, you know, like the first goal. But when we're talking about you, uh, I, I guess this is very safe, very safe to say. Being exciting comes right next to that for you. Um, that being said, did you feel going into the semis any apprehension whatsoever knowing that this was going to be your ticket to get to the finals? Uh, well, I made it to the semis. I was like, we in the money, baby. We, <laughs> I was like, we get past, we get past him. We, we in the finals, we get a break. And uh, that semifinal match, it came quick. It came quick. I remember just finishing uh, Arjabrajan, and I look on the board, and it says Kamal Bay up in five minutes. And I was like, dang. Uh, you know, get my cool down. Get what I can out of my cool down right now. Uh, jump some rope real quick. You know, loosen my arms up, stretch, because uh, it's, uh, it's tough. Those matches, they come quick. They come quick, and you got to be you got to be prepared. You got to be ready. But once I got out there in the semifinals match, uh, I felt like I controlled the tempo of the match. So I really didn't gas, you know. Uh, it's all it's all strategy, uh, Greco-Roman is. You know, you got to be just as powerful as you got to be sneaky. And that's what that's pretty much what I did. I hit him with a duck and I had to, I finished the match. Uh, and that's what big pros can do for you. That's why I feel like being exciting is like, come second to winning the match because in Arjabrajan, uh, uh, it wasn't my, my best match, like for a flash, you know, but I closed the match out. And that's uh, one of the other things that I've learned. Like it doesn't always have to be uh boom, bang, you know, like high flyer, me toss him, he toss me type deal. Like you can uh, put your arms in, you know, close out the match, finish out the match because uh, we, you know, being, exciting on the mat is one thing, but winning titles for your country is that's more exciting than anything to me. That's what I found to be the most exciting thing. Paul, do you feel like chiming in here? Cause I have a pretty, uh, decent question. I feel lined up for, for the world. Me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, like what you said though, is you're always looking to score points, and that that's a huge thing. You know, I think a lot of our guys in the United States, when they get over to World Championships, they don't open up. And, you know, watching you, it's exciting because, you know what, you're either going to score points or you're going to get scored on, but that guy's going to be tired. And, you know, keep wrestling the way you're wrestling because that that's the way you're going to win the, the senior-level world title. Well, that, that was kind of where the direction I was going a little bit, is that, I mean, Kamal, I think it, you would attest to this, is that, right, Kamal is, um, he's aggressive, he's uh, a showman to an extent, he's, he's, I mean, he's not trying to be exciting, it's almost like it's his, it's his nature, I don't think it's something he can even necessarily help. Um but having those, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more of them to come, but having those, 
you know, getting those like grinding wins in here and there. Um, I would think that would be something that is also important for your overall development, right? Especially when, you know, you're going to find yourself in matches against guys who are just, you know, happy to be in a pummel fest, happy to like, you know, try to hold, basically hold you still and stall you out and wait for passives. Oh, this is a question for me. Indeed it is. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, like I know everybody's first, uh, thought, uh, when they wrestle me is how do we slow him down? And I'm just going to, I'll tell you guys right now, like the way they previously thought they could slow me down the two on one, I'm waiting on it. <laughs> I, we, we, we trained so hard to maneuver out of that. Now, uh, two on ones, underhooks, everything like we've, my, the team that we got together, me and my coach Herb, uh, we we went over every situation that you could possibly go over, and he's put input in it. We've gotten input from other people of the sport, other talented coaches, uh, been wrestling with other talented wrestlers, and I'm, <laughs> I, I don't, it just gives, I'm like, I'm waiting for it. Like, I can, you can try and slow me down, but I got, I got this. I can counter almost everything now, and it's. It's only going to make me more dangerous when I wrestle. And the danger, the danger that I, I bring, my presence, when I bring to the mat, it's going gonna, it's gonna to scare people. When I step on the mat, it's going to be known that, like, not too many moves are going to be able to take me down. And I'm going to be in good position because I've, like, not only been developing moves, but I've also been developing my position. I've also been developing my pummeling. I've also been developing uh, my feet. So my movement's a lot better, like, I'm, I'm not I'm like I'm not a one trick show anymore like it is what it is what it is like I'm coming for this like I'm I'm hunting that's why I had to change my Twitter name <laughs> <laughs> well I'm gonna get to that at, at the end but um I I would say it's you know I I went ahead and said it was your nature you know I think to to make this a uh, you know an exciting event when you wrestle but do you also look at it partly um especially given the climate we're in you know the way fans and everybody gets to uh kind of take in wrestling content is uh you know it's a it's a digital media culture you know we watch matches online we see clips this that that this Obviously, Greco needs all the marketing it can possibly get in this country. Um, but part of me sometimes wonders if you almost look at it as if it's part of your responsibility to be exciting. Uh, I wouldn't really say it's like a part of my responsibility, but if it was my responsibility, I think I do a pretty darn good job doing it. Not to like toot my own horn or anything. Uh <laughs> Just the way the way I wrestle is like it's open. Like I'm so comfortable being uncomfortable that it's scary to me sometimes. Like the positions that I can get in, like figure ways out. Like I, I don't know. Like I can get in the front head like position, probably get tossed and hold the guy on his back. Like stuff like that. Like scares the piss out of people. And that's that's just the type of like wrestler I am. You know, it's uh. You just never know, and that's uh, one of the hardest things to uh, scout. You can't scout what you don't know. 
All right, well, 16 points. For sure. 16 points in the finals versus Mahmoudov, uh, who, to give him credit, uh, really kept trying to, you know, stay with you. He kept trying to come back. But those last points you scored to ice it, um, what was going through your mind at that point, if anything? You know, I'm sure you were had to have been somewhat cognizant of, you know, where it was in the match, what was going on, how much time was left. Um, you know, are you aware of what's about to happen? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely aware. Uh, at that point, uh, <laughs> I actually got a bunch of messages, like, at, towards the uh, after that match, I saw him there, like, why the hell you scare us like that? You giving up the double underhooks at the end of the match with, like, three seconds left to go. I was like, because as long as I don't give up the four, I win on criteria. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, at the beginning of the match, I, I knew, like, uh, he couldn't throw me. Every time he attempted to throw me over the top, all I did was spread out. I went kite on him, and uh, I just caught him and kept putting him to his back. His problem when we wrestled was that he stopped wrestling in positions, and I wouldn't, like, even towards the end of the match, after he threw me and I stopped it, uh, and we like circling out of bounds. I circled around and got two. Right. You know, uh, that's another thing. Like, I just, I just, uh, I won't stop wrestling. Like, no matter what, like until I hear the whistle blow, I won't stop wrestling. Even like that little highlight they got of him, like tossing me, like at the beginning of the match, is because oh, the ref yeah, blew the whistle. Yeah, the ref blew the ref blew the whistle, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm just from them places where you know you don't just let people do things to you, <laughs> and so I had to get back up and like let them know, like, hey, if you go wrestle, you got to wrestle me straight. You can't be doing all that dirty stuff because you know it's not too hard to hear the whistle. Like the ref, like two feet in front of you, you can hear a, a two anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said to me over the summer that no one was going to touch you at the world championships. Uh, we look at it this way is that there was, you know, there were, I mean, you had a, a extraordinarily busy year, successful year. Um, obviously there was maybe one component of the overall year that didn't go as planned. So here's what might be uh, maybe a, even maybe a semi-tough question. And that is, if you make the senior world team in April, are you a junior world champion today? Uh, heck yeah, I'm a junior world champion. It's in the books, but uh, the senior world title is my go. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not the type of person to reflect on the past. Like, after I won the junior world title, uh, yeah, I, like, showed it around for about, like, a week, maybe two weeks. But I gave it to my mom. And she was like, you really want me to have it? I was like, yeah, I got to go get the next one. Because not only am I, am I a performer, but I'm also a hunter. And uh, that senior world that uh, senior world team trials, uh, it's just like, a male, a long male line. Like if he doesn't catch what he wants, you know, he goes hungry and I was starving for the opportunity to be a senior world team member. And since I didn't get it, you know, I got the next best thing, but it honestly losing that, like honestly motivated me. That's why I told you nothing's going to stop me. Like I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I got, I had a concussion. Yeah, I was, I was down, but as soon as I came out of that fog that I was in, cause it was, it was dark. Like 
I've never felt like so bad in my life. I've never uh, felt down like that. I never like felt so emotional because for like the longest time during that period, like I felt like I lost who I was. But luckily, I had the people who uh, would talk to me. Uh, Coach Herb, I had TC, I had Tracy, uh, just a lot of good people in my corner. My mom, my dad, and we talked, we talked, we talked. And uh, the more I talked to them, the more I was reminded of who I am. And then uh, <laughs> I started <laughs> watching uh, Animal Planet. That's why I like <laughs> referred to myself as a lion because if you don't get it the first time, you know you wait a little bit, you know rest, and uh, you go out and you go hunt again because this ain't a starving sport. We're here to eat, and that's what I'm doing. That's why I had to change my Twitter name to that man chasing because that's what I'm doing. Okay, so then to you know I'm. Definitely not trying to twist your words here, but that was the direction I was going in. Is that like, don't get me wrong, I, I don't like operating in a world full of hypotheticals. Um, I don't. But that was the, certainly something I was wondering about was, uh, you know, I, maybe it's unfair to question that. Perhaps it is, I don't know. Is, right, is your motivation levels everything the same if you're on both teams? You know, that's not calling anybody out either. What I'm just trying to paint the picture here is that that conversation I had with you, I believe, what was that? That was uh, June. No, it was, yeah, it was June or July, whatever it was. I'd have to look at the timestamp on the piece. Not important. Is that that's when we hung up the phone, aside from, I think we were talking about Rambo for 15 freaking minutes. Um, but after we got off the phone, that was kind of what was in my head was just wondering like, Hey, you know what? I mean, this could be a, a, a blessing in disguise too. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably a blessing in disguise. Uh, it was no doubt about mine, like really great to, uh, win that junior title, but <laughs> I got bigger dreams. No, I, uh, I want to be that senior world champion. I want to be that senior Olympic gold medalist, uh, stuff like that. And the motivation hasn't hasn't changed since the beginning, since I like first got to the Olympic Training Center. Uh, it's always been, uh, how can I be the best? How can I, how can I be the best wrestler I can be? And how can I be the best wrestler in the world? And I, the new direction that uh, we're heading. Uh, allow me to uh, train with uh, other people uh, getting like different looks about how they see the sport because uh, most people don't know, but wrestling is like, it's like almost like an art form, you know, and uh, you have to see the way like people paint their picture and not all the pictures are going to be the same. That is incredibly deep. A quote worth pulling hall, your reaction. Yeah, that's right. I mean, each person's different, and each person's got to find their own path. So he's right on. You know, he's 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 figuring out what works for him at this point in his career, and he's going with his strengths. You know, you you can't question yourself and get to the top. You got to know what you want, and uh, you want to go out there and make the changes. You know, it sounds like you're you're good or a great student of the sport and that's what's needed to continually be progressing so keep it up man you're doing great 
Thank you, thank you. That means a lot. Well, he's open-minded, and not all wrestlers are. That's important to know, I would say. Yeah, that's huge. All right, well, moving back, I, I, I don't want to, you know, well, I guess this wouldn't be necessarily digging into the past, because I'm bringing it into the present. Um, obviously, you experienced a lot of success this year. Coming off of 2016, that was probably one of the bigger questions was, you know, how would you graduate to more, like a, you know, a more enhanced slate of senior competition? And then you, you know what, you went ahead, you won, I think, the first few tournaments. In fact, I think you won just about every tournament you were in this year with the exception of Zagreb and the trials. Um, yeah. What was the most important thing you learned uh, with the increase of matches on the senior level in 2017, and how do you plan on applying them going forward? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I uh, learned on the senior level is that wrestling against good opponents, there is no place for fear. There is no place for holding back. Uh, you have to let loose. And uh, I think uh, my uh, month and a half in uh, Europe, uh, my year at the training center, all this uh, really matured me and uh, really pushed me to become the student that I am of the sport. Um, I know uh, when I wrestle at the senior level, uh, there's like there's not a a place for the lack of technique. You know, you you have to be pretty much spot on because these are veterans of the sports. Uh, and sometimes you even wrestle uh, good wrestlers. Like when I wrestled Bozo, uh, I had a plan. Uh, he's the uh, the Olympian from Croatia. Uh, my plan was that you know I'm gonna see where I'm at. So I went up to uh, 80 kilos to wrestle him. I could have stayed at uh 75 and uh. Probably wanted at 75, but uh, it was a little deeper for me. Uh, I really wanted to see uh, where I'm at in the world. And in that match, I threw him over my head twice. like, And I saw, I was like, this is where I'm at now. And I knew where I needed to be. I knew I had the strength to, uh, to beat these senior guys. All I needed was the condition. All I needed was uh, <laughs> the sauce, <laughs> as I said in my interview. Uh, to push through and uh, really grind out these matches against the senior guys and close them out. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I was going to point to that in a second anyway. Um, and, and that's right, because the week before that, you won the Austrian Open and you stormed through it. The next week, you have Zagreb. Uh, <clears throat> you went, I think you, you even went up at Austria, didn't you? Didn't you go up? Yeah, I wrestled eighty. I wrestled eighty four in Austria, and I wrestled eighty at uh, Zagreb. Right. Okay. And and right. And there was Bozo Starkevich. Uh, obviously, U.S. fans would probably remember him. Uh, uh, he's. Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that he, you know, choked out Blasov, uh, <laughs> he uh, he's also the one who uh, unfortunately eliminated Bisic. Um, that's how I wrestled him. <laughs> right, and you and at Zagreb this year, anyway, eighty was a little bit deeper than seventy-five, probably was. And um, after 
after you dropped the match to Bozo, you went ahead and you pinned Wagner. Wagner's a he's a solid, good wrestler. And you just, I mean, if I I watched the matches live, I covered the matches live. Uh, if I remember, it was basically you just tossed him to his back and holding him there for the fall, something to that effect. Anyway, yeah, uh, that had to have been an. It, a somewhat emboldening event for you, right? Walking away from it. I mean, you said you, now you knew like where you, you know, kind of where you stood, what you might need to do. But on top of that, you also walked away with a very legitimate senior overseas medal. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I uh, took bronze. It's some, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like the same for most wrestlers, but when I wrestle somebody who's, who is who has a name who people think is really good who you can tell like has experience i get these chills man like the hairs on my neck like start freaking raising up i get like this little evil grin because you it's the unpredictability the unpredictability of the sport is why i love it so much because you don't know what's going to happen and when i felt like how strong bozo was and stuff i i like almost got like some newfound power because I realized where I, where I was. And when I wrestled Wagner, I was, I was like, yeah, he's strong, but I've wrestled stronger. You know, that's why uh, it's never like a bad thing to like wrestle up a couple of weight classes. You know, it's people are so afraid. Like we cut like weight so hard and you like, you never know, like maybe like going up weight is like the best thing for you because yeah, they're strong, but they're not as fast as like a 75 kilo. Like a 75 kilo isn't as fast as like a 71 kilo. You got to like switch your partners around. You got to like switch your looks. And yes, it would have been great to have win, have won that Grand Prix. But it was uh, an experience uh, that I'm glad I uh, went out, of, out ahead and uh, got done. Well, you know what? Let's deviate for a second then. Um, because that, that, that's kind of where I was going to go next anyway. But I want to take it down a little bit of a different path, and that is the, the this concept of this concept of wrestling at um, higher weights. Now, first and foremost, that obviously some of that is going to be taken out of everybody's hands anyway, with the weigh-ins and weigh-in formats. And I want to get your uh, opinion on that in a sec. But uh, Hall, I, I I don't know. I mean, Kamal's young. Um, and he seems to understand this. Not everybody seems to. Um, and that is just, I mean, science is even showing how depleted your performance is after suffering through weight cuts. I mean, we should have seen this coming beforehand. No, the, the idea that you're going to perform better, probably, even if the competition's a little bit bigger, you're going to perform better when you're not you know, killing yourself, especially when we're talking about elite level competition. Yeah, I I think uh, you know, especially with the way it's it's going heading to a two day weigh-in. You know, you can't you got to manage your weight better, and you can't cut as much water. Otherwise, you're gonna feel like crap during your matches. So, I think um, you know. Going up, he, he's smart for going up weight, a weight class at tournaments that, you know, are just practice matches anyway. You know, 
why wear your body down all the times cutting weight throughout the year? You know, when you can go get good quality matches at the weight up. Kamal? Um, well, yeah, I think the two-day weigh-in thing is, uh, is, uh, is not actually going to be a bad thing, especially with the, uh, new weight classes that are coming out with January, uh, I actually sort of like giggled when I saw them. I was like, hey, they just set me up to win some more because <laughs> if I got to weigh 77 the first day, easy. I'm like walking around at like, what, 82 kilos, cut down to 77, wrestle at 77. And then next day you get two more kilos, 79. So I'm going to be wrestling around 80 kilos anyway. Yeah, I mean, out of all of this, out of you know, you go past, you go over the past decade, and of all the stuff that UWW has maybe done that has caused you to scratch your head, I this this one when they came out with it, however many months ago it is now, just seems like a slam dunk. It just seems like a win. Um, you know, I love everything about it. I, I love the. I mean, I, uh, obviously, it would be great if you know there were more than. Uh, you know, two Olympic weight classes for crying out loud. But um, the idea of the same day weigh-in and also the the two-day format, um, I think it's going to be really, really a big positive, if only because it's going to allow better promotion of the athletes who are going that next day. You know, and a lot of times these tournaments, especially these overseas competitions, they happen in a vacuum, especially in the United States. You know, it's like uh, you've got to keep up with it. You got to keep up with it. We're, 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 you know, by the time people find out who's, you know, in the finals or in a bronze match or whatever, um, it's already over. This is going to, I think, engage the audience more. I, I, I don't know. I, I love it. Paul, you love it too, or do you have, uh, you know, some? No, I, I, I think. It's, no, I, I think the two day weigh-ins is good. It, it gives the guys more time and a little bit more rest, hopefully, in between matches. You know, um, sometimes those matches come up quick, so it, it's a good thing for the athletes. I, I think. You know, the thing that I don't understand is that. You know, from what I heard, they're going back to scratch in 2019 on a second day. You know, if you're going to give them two kilos this year, why not just keep it up? I mean, what's the difference? You know, that's my only thing, because then the following year, guys will have to get used to making weight, you know, if they do go scratch. Yes. Yeah. That is but the, otherwise, I, I think it's for the sport. Yeah. Right. I, I, that's that's true. That's something we talked about. Is yeah. Why? I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, a lot of these tournaments, you know, traditionally uh, come with two kilo allowances um, in the past, but. Now you're going to do this. I, I, I don't know. That's the only part that does kind of irk me a little bit. It's just keep it uniform. You know, this is how it's going to be. 
everybody get used to it. Bam. I agree, hundred percent. You know, just makes sense. So, I mean, why now the fans are going to get used to the guys having the two kilos next year? You know, guys have a hard time making weight. Somebody doesn't make weight. You know, it just creates more problems. You know. Yeah, I, I, I but agree with that. I do. Everybody oh. will figure it out. Well, right. Well, come on. What do you? I mean, you just got done talking about like how that you know the two kilos obviously would basically would basically almost be negligible for you on the second day. But do you agree with that sentiment at all, or do you just not care? <laughs> I don't care. People need to understand that this the uh, rule change is just a way to mess with people's head. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Wrestling is just a game. It is just a game, and it's like it's so fun to me because. You're pretty much trying to figure out how to dominate your opponent, but you're also trying to figure out how to make the rules, like, go in your favor, you know? That's why we have, like, the challenge block. Like, if you can, like, ex- like explain or, like, twist your body in, like, a motion that makes it seem like it's your move, then it's your move. Well, that has been, uh, <laughs> that has been a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's like, I, I don't know, like, what I, if you, you've seen me wrestle before, like, I smile during my matches because it's, like, it's so fun to me, like, trying to figure out how I can, like, push this match into my favor. And I don't know, like, maybe I'll, like, think more about it so I can give you a better explanation of how I think wrestling is, like, a big game. <laughs> but in my opinion of it, like, yeah, the rule changes is just a game. Like, you can bring parterre back. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm good with parterre defense. I'm good with parterre on top. Uh, if everything like, works in your favor, then you're most likely going to be the winner. Well, you know what? I mean, we touched on that, I believe, with Spencer um, in the last – was that the last episode? And that is uh, parterre's imminent return – um, the guidelines for that have not been released just yet, other than the fact that, that uh, UWW president said there's going, to be two, there's going to be two chances per match and that one guy may get both chances. I mean, that's really kind of all we know. Um, but mm, okay, he gets both chances. DM up. <laughs> Like, the only thing that, like, messes with people more than, like, rule changes is when they can't get something they want. If he can't get a turn on me, like, this is going to break his spirit. Well, my only contention with it is, I mean, look, as from an observer angle here, um, the determining factor to me is important, if only because it can rightfully or wrongfully decide a match, too. And under the previous version of Parterre, which, I mean, lest we forget, just went away, you know, 13 months ago or whatever it is. Um, you know, there. I mean, how many times do we see guys, you know, it, it, it would appear as though officials are making sure they knock the guy they want to knock so he gets put down. And that would swing a lot of matches. Um, I mean, 
Hall, I'm sure, will tell you that that's been going on forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, so this was an opportunity to kind of, you know, I think stamp down a more, you know, uh, universal both parties benefiting or not equally uh, kind of measure. And instead, all we're left with, at least for now, is this shroud of ambiguity. You know, two guys, two guys uh, wrestle, two parterre chances. Only one of the guys could potentially have both chances. I mean, wow, what does that mean? Um, hopefully, once we learn more, we'll be able to, I'm sure, dig into it and whatever else. It's just parterre is such a wonderful part of the sport. If it wasn't, it's just I hate to see it used. I hate to see it almost weaponized. They control matches. Right. I mean, you know, I here here's here's some statistics. Back in the '90s, when I was competing, the guy that went down first in parterre lost a match 84 percent of the time. Why? Because the top man's fresh, and, and uh, you know, guys ain't as wet. You know, there was a lot more scoring when. The, you know, so it, it does play a huge factor, you know, and like you said, I it's it's a way for referees kind of to control matches a little bit. And but it is what it is, you know, like Kamal says, you just have to get better at the positions. So, you know, I, I he's right in that that type of mindset, you know, but problem is, is. For us to get better at parterre defense, we need foreigners on top of us because there ain't many guys in the United States that can lift or gut wrench like a foreigner. You know, so you're going to have to make that adjustment over the next year, Kamal, because I tell you, when the parterre does come back, those guys are going they're going to be, you know, having a bigger advantage against you. You know, I mean. So just make sure you're working on your parterre defense. For sure, Mr. Hall. Thanks for that advice. Always makes the game more fun. You know, this uh year without exactly. uh, this year without force parterre made my ribs kind of salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'll come squeeze on them for a little bit. Or have Ivan squeeze on them tomorrow. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now, Kamal, you're preparing for the first ever U23 World Team Trials uh, set for just, you know, right around the corner, early next month in Minnesota. Um, you've had, as we talked about, a lot of matches over the last year and change, been overseas quite a bit. You had the concussion, you had a busy summer, you won a world title, and now this. Uh, how do how do you find the time? I guess I would say, how do you find the time to get the rest and recovery you need? Uh, I've actually gotten really good at uh my recovery. 
uh, before I like would just practice and like go lay down. But now I do stuff like stretching after practice, sauna, icing uh, all my pretty much all my joints because that's a uh, real important, especially like the knees, the shoulders, and uh, uh, the elbows and stuff. But as far as recovery go, I'm a pretty relaxed guy. It's not too hard to find some, <laughs> somewhere and sit down and recover. Uh, we in OTC, we're fortunate. We have like a whole med room where we can go get massages and stuff, uh, ice bath, hot tub, steam room. You know, it's a uh, it's a pretty good setup at the uh, training center. All right, so you're you're raring to go then. You're all, I mean, I don't know what part of your training phase you're in now or whatever. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's lost on me. But um, where, I, what, I, didn't, I don't even know what today's date even is, really. What is it? The 25th, 26th, somewhere? Shit. 26th? 26th, I 26th. think. Okay. So, you know, we're we can change out, I guess. Um does it feel good to know that you're getting back out there right away? I mean, this is a qu- pretty quick turnaround uh, comparative to how it usually rolls, you know, after, like, the world championship season ends. You know, you normally are like, I think, uh, the better part of a three-month break, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, and, you know, here we are. It's right around the corner, another trials. Uh, it really doesn't get to me. Oh, I like competition anyway. I prefer competition over practice, but you know you can't be good if you don't practice. It's like the only, <laughs> only bad thing about not on not practicing that you know you suck in competition. But <laughs> I'm uh I'm excited for it. Uh, I just like to perform. I like the uh the crowd. I like uh feeling myself on the mat. I like. Stepping out there and like people knowing like oh hey everybody like turns around hey hey come on up hey get on this mat you know stuff like that is what I like really look forward to. Well, I think that's probably a feeling you've gotten used to and you will have for a very very long time to come. Um, I, everybody responds to Kamal. You know they people love watching him. Uh, people love rooting for him. He's been a uh, Breath of fresh air, I think. Um, I think, you know, along with, you know, the other talented uh, young guys we have in this country, be that, uh, be that Hancock, be that even Porter, um, <clears throat> you know, Randy Miranda's a guy, Dalton Roberts, those Northern kids. Um, you know, we've got, we've got like a really, I think a really promising, you know, crop of prospects here. But you're the face of all this, for sure. I think people associate this, like, new generation uh, with you. And I think your world championship kind of put an exclamation mark at the end of that. Um, And it's been great to watch. I mean, it's been great to watch. I I remember when you won the Black Diamond Cup in in the winter of 2016. It was like, okay, well, now he's winning overseas. So... Um, you know, uh, it's been something else following you, uh, since, uh, you know, you've come up from the age group ranks, uh, just a pleasure, Kamal, seriously. Um, let's get to Kamal the person for just a second, Hall, because you got to hear this. I enjoy a very good dynamic with Kamal, uh, 
on the record, off the record. Um, certainly one of my favorite people to talk to. Obviously, we were supposed to record this episode uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, that was when I didn't have a speaking voice because everybody in this house, for some reason or another, decided to get sick at the same time. And um, so, you know, like I, I, I text Kamal, you know, uh, to get this all situated and everything else. <clears throat> now my voice is going again. <laughs> anyway. So I text Kamal, and, like, you know, he's, like, I mean, he's a responsive dude, like, you know, for the most part. Um, but I didn't get anything back from him for, like, days. I'm like, well, what the hell is wrong with this kid? Like, uh, I mean, is he big-timing me or something now? Like, where, what's his problem? And so I connect with him today, and <laughs> he tells me, he tells me, oh, you know, like, I, you know, I'm not, uh, everybody texts, everybody texts, blah, blah, blah. I'm not so big on texting because, um, I, I forget exactly how you put it. I, you know, because what happened to, what what happened to uh, making a, a phone call and talking to somebody? <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> He's old fashioned. Like. He's new school, but he's like... He's old school. Yeah, yeah. He's old school, but young, I guess. Is the best, the best way to yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, all right. I mean, he's just, I don't know. He's got... I, yeah, he called me. I answered immediately. I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, he did. He totally answered right away. And I was just like, like, it's just like completely like screwed up my head because it was like okay now this is not a big deal you know he's right though i mean who doesn't who doesn't prefer to like text real quick like okay i mean hall you're the you're the freaking worst because i'll text you a paragraph yeah, a paragraph I, i'll explain i'll explain an entire situation via text and then you type you text back k the letter k like you don't even give me the courtesy of a sentence back after I spent all that effort, you know, thumbing, like, whatever. Dude, pick up the phone. I'll tell you what I, I really think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand, man. I, I'd rather talk. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I, 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 listen, you're right. I mean, maybe it's the downfall of this country and society in general is the fact that we're more connected than ever, yet we're more detached than ever at the same time. I, I, I'm sure there's some existential lesson in here for everybody. I'm not smart enough to be the one to dig it out. Uh, nevertheless, let's just wrap this up. Um, obviously, Kamal Bay, uh, Kamal, I'll have you um, prop your Instagram because I, I, I don't exactly know the – the handle, but the Twitter, uh, the Twitter is now that man chasing at that yeah. man chasing. There's at, no that, at, at that man chasing. Uh, okay, Instagram is what it's like. It's underscore K Bay, but the it's is with it's, like a Z or something. Right? Yeah, it's underscore K Bay. <laughs> okay, and obviously follow Five Point Move at. The number five PT move. Hall has 
sporadically appeared on social media. Not a ton, a little bit. The, he's dipping the feet in the water more and more. That's at Dennis Hall, WGW. That's it for episode nine. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again soon. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.